All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slapped me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. He plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a weirdo. Si, senor. I would like the Pollo Ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the latest edition of the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. <laughs> Brian Chesko. Gentlemen, true leadership, or the lack thereof, has a way of showing itself, particularly in a moment of crisis. Always, for sure. And we are seeing that play out even as we sit here on Wednesday night, so much so. And because it overlaps with the FPL nature of this podcast, we decided to get together and talk about it. This is actually a change of plan of what we were going to do during this uh, international break week. We're, we're almost done. We're sitting here on Wednesday night. It's almost over. There's just a handful of international matches left to be played. The Premier League will return on Saturday, but we are watching play out in real life and in real time a fiasco that can only come from a complete lack of leadership. It's a fiasco of how players are being handled as part of worldwide country-based quarantine rules and the need for these international World Cup qualifying matches to be played, and what that means for the clubs that they also are trying to represent. We're going to talk about that on this episode, how we feel about that. Now, full warning up front, we talk about things all the time on this podcast that have a very short shelf life. Uh, the expiration date comes very quickly. It is very possible that tomorrow morning FIFA will release a statement, and there will be an answer to the questions that we're going to discuss. And so before you even hear this, there will be answers. But I don't actually care, because the fact that we are able to sit down here on Wednesday night, almost two days before game week four is going to begin in the Premier League and in other leagues across Europe and the world, the fact that we can still sit down and talk about the unknown nature of this speaks to the lack of leadership I referenced before. It's just insanity. And, you know, the older I get, I used to think in my 20s when I'd hear about stuff like this that wrong people in the wrong positions or something. Because surely people can't be that stupid. But now, in my old man 40s, <laughs> I look at this, and I'm just blown away. It, it just it just seems like there's certain leadership positions that you would think responsible humans would be qualified to run, get that position. And for whatever reason, unqualified people end up in those positions, and then you see the fruits of their horrible decisions. Well, I mean, you can't process. really call it labor. I was gonna say, I well, I, yeah, it's results of horrible decision making, thought yep. processes, yep. right? Or just lack of preparation in general. It's not like we didn't know that this international break was coming. We all saw it coming. We knew it was coming. 
It's been scheduled for months. This international break has been in the planning for a long time. Since Project Restart, over a year ago, right. everything got restructured. We knew what was going to happen. What we didn't know was that there would still be COVID restrictions in place. Governments requiring quarantine for those coming in and out of the countries. That, that's happening all over the world. It's also happening in England. England is one of those countries that is doing that. And so, yes, obviously that part of it, not necessarily foreseen when these matches were scheduled months ago, but it's still been in place for long enough for people to speculate what was going to happen when this international break comes. And the answer is nobody did anything in positions of power to make decisions that would allow this to go as smoothly as possible. No one did anything that could do anything. And what it's going to mean is that certain players in your squad, listener, if you haven't been paying attention during this international break and you're only starting to think about setting your lineup for game week four. And, and they could be in your wild card. Exactly. You might see players in your lineup with red triangles next to their name that aren't hurt. They're not hurt. They're just required to sit out. It's not even a required quarantine necessarily. They might just be required to sit out. Let me set the scene. There are eight clubs that have players who are, as of right now, expected, in fact, required to sit out for this upcoming weekend. And for some, they're midweek matches as well. For the clubs who have Tuesday Champions League matches, they're also out for that Tuesday as well. If you have a Wednesday match in the you're first safe. in the first uh, game week of the Champions League, you're fine. But Tuesday, you're not. That's the case for Chelsea and Manchester United. But they're all, eight clubs have players who are all out as of this recording for the weekend because the clubs, when the players were requested to be released to their countries for the international break, the clubs said no. Now, typically that would be massive. That would be huge news, unforeseen, unprecedented. That doesn't happen in the landscape of world football. It should. <laughs> it doesn't, though. Countries choose players. The clubs release those players to those countries. Come what may, it's that's what happens. But for these eight clubs, they all said no because releasing them to play the matches where their countries were going to play would mean that they would be required to quarantine coming back into the UK, which means that they would miss matches. Also, they'd have to quarantine when they go into that country. In some cases, that's true. Even if it's which, – which is hilarious. Everyone's – Oh, you come to my house, you better quarantine. Even though in your house there was still infections, but in my house, when you come here, you got to quarantine. When you cross this imaginary line, you must quarantine. It's, it's, listen, it is insanity. The, but, but here's the thing. And then when they go back, they got to quarantine again. Sorry. No, but here's the thing. You and I are on, I would say, opposite ends of the spectrum as far as COVID and how it's handled. But we're not in the same we're not in the same place. But even – I think you and I can even agree the restrictions are pretty clear. Like they're – like in England. It's no secret. It's no secret. No, least, it's, published, sure. it's published material. For sure. Red list countries is the big phrase here in England. You know, there's certain countries that you have to quarantine if you're coming you know, from into the UK. And for some of these players, that was going to be the case. So the club said no. Now, the clubs – or sorry, the countries who were told no – what happens is they have to appeal to FIFA. And if they appeal to FIFA and say, you need to punish these players and these clubs because these players didn't come as requested. Even though it's a request. 
So you, they don't well, have to uh, send yeah. them. It's an in quotes request. Am <laughs> I understanding quotes, that, air, Scott? Heavy air quotes. Okay. Yes. All right. But here's the thing. These countries that say FIFA punish accordingly, and there are rules in place. That's why these players from these eight clubs are, as of right now, out for the weekend. Now, let's talk about first the true villains in this are these countries. Are you kidding me right now? Are you kidding me? There's no bigger villain than Brazil coming out of this international break. Quick detour. I think everyone listening to this probably knows about what happened in between Brazil and Argentina. If you haven't heard yet, Google it and, and look into it. Brazilian health authorities running on the pitch five minutes after it starts because four Argentinian players came from England to play in this match for Argentina. Willingly, willingly went to play for Argentina when that meant quarantine and coming back to Te the UK. Technically, Scott, they went to Croatia. And then they went to Argentina. I see. And so the Argent I guess they're thinking the Argentinians would, would look at the passport and go, ooh, there's no way you were just came from England. You just came from Croatia, even though you were in England 24 hours before. But since you came from Croatia, there's no initial quarantine. That's what they did. But they the they literally routed their planes through Croatia. Well, any immigration authority attendant that is working and or anyone who's gone through any type of customs, they look at all the stamps. Right. Yeah. yeah. At least when I've gone. Now, I'm not a professional footballer. I don't know, man. You got a and so and I'm not on private. I'm not on private planes. You got a shady beard. They're looking at your passport closer than these guys. So Liliana Martinez, they didn't even look at his passport. So and and honestly, they looked into his eyes. There's a good chance that that happened. The fact that someone in Brazil made a phone call to their health authority to say, "Hey, our this national broadcast game." There's no way we found this out before the game. The game just started, but we just found it out. So we needed you to get over here really quick. And we're not going to tell the manager. I just need you to, because everyone's got to be safe, Scott. I just need you to run on the pitch and you literally just stop the game. Yeah. Uh, you four, grab your four buddies in jeans and your blue polo shirts mm -hmm. that say health authority on them. I just need you to run the pitch and stop the game because yeah. those guys are being unsafe because they did not quarantine because they came from Croatia and they tried to pull the wool over our eyes. There that's, were, yeah. that's pretty much what happened, right? Yeah, the Brazilian authorities involved are trying to float this idea that you know there was lying on paperwork. If true, shame on those, shame on Argentina, shame on those players, right? But also, you're going to tell me that this has nothing to do with the fact that Argentina is their bitter rival and they waited to try to embarrass them to the utmost degree. You're going to tell me that that wasn't the motivation here uh, for them to do it the way that they did? Come on. You're, fool you're not fooling anyone. But the bottom line is it, it just highlights the level of dysfunction in Brazil more than anything else. Then on top of that, they make this appeal to FIFA and say, you know what? These clubs, you know, Ederson, Allison. Roberto Firmino, Fred. Their own players. And, and I want to be clear. You guys were talking about this in the Slack workspace, and I was reading it. But for whatever reason, it didn't completely click. And I literally typed in a, a little a little bit ago into Slack. I said, so, so hold on. Let me get this straight. Brazil, Paraguay, Chile, and Mexico all asked FIFA to punish their own players and not let them play for their club teams? Like, am I understanding that correctly? Yes. And because then, they were not released by the clubs to play for the country. That's because exactly the right. countries requested and they did not go. So the Brazilian players would have gone to play in the match. Yep. 
they would have had to quarantine. So they right. wouldn't have played in the match because the Brazilian health authority <laughs> were protesting that the yeah. Argentinian players right. didn't quarantine upon re-entering the country. That particular fixture did not happen. Correct. Other other matches happened. Maybe. That one didn't. Other, other fixtures could have happened. Yeah. But for that one, it was I guess end. Brazil just assumed we need them to come back to play one match. And because they couldn't, we're going to be big pouty baby pants, Brian. Mm-hmm. And we're going to tell FIFA on you. That's what happened, right? Yeah. Freaking idiots. That's what happened. And here's the thing. We're not talking – and this is where the FPL relevance really shows up. Ederson, Allison, like relevant goalkeepers. Obviously, Emiliano Martinez, relevant goalkeeper. Raul, you mentioned Mexico. Raul for Mexico. A lot of people are excited about Wolves' fixtures coming up. How mm-hmm. excited are you if Raul's not playing in the next one? You're less excited if he's not playing. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Gabriel Jesus going back to Manchester City. We, we were just talking last pod about how he's probably a good start. Absolutely. Miguel Almiron. Almiron. You're going to tell me that Newcastle isn't going to be impacted by the lack of Miguel Almiron in their in, in their lineup? Like This impacts eight clubs in the Premier League. Obviously, those with multiple Brazilians and Argentinians more than others. But this is, this is a dramatic impact. And here's the thing. Again, these are simply players whose clubs didn't release them because they were going into red list countries and would have to quarantine to come back. They didn't want to lose their players for the matches that they're getting paid to play. It's insanity. Because they were going to go play exhibition matches. Yes, they're important. They're World Cup qualifiers. Totally get it. But this whole World Cup structure is a big old house of cards waiting to collapse. And you're like I'm. I'm telling you right now, FIFA's hesitation on this again. The fact that it's Wednesday night and still nothing has been said publicly about this is because there is nothing that FIFA can do to diminish the perceived power that they have through the importance of that World Cup tournament. If the World Cup tournament for men's football becomes something in importance like the Olympic soccer tournament is, which is a U23 tournament then there's no international football anymore. And FIFA knows that. They have to uphold their perceived power as much as they possibly can. And what's ridiculous is that they've put themselves in a position by doing nothing. Like, okay, the word is that Infantino, Gianni Infantino, the FIFA president, tried to negotiate with world leaders to say, relax your government restrictions on COVID for these players so they can travel for these matches. Make a FIFA exception to your governmental standards for COVID. I'm not surprised they didn't get any positive responses to that appeal. But then again, these guys are with clubs in their own little club bubble on some level, and they're tested constantly, right? right? So why couldn't they do that? Right? You know what I'm saying? Because you don't want to be the government official who makes the exception for the one percenters, and then you come back, and there's a, a, sp- a super spreader event. Exceptions are there to be to be had. I get it. I, I'm not. I, I'll go back to it again. I'm not surprised that they didn't get a positive response from whomever, Boris Johnson or whomever, uh, with that appeal. But these are very clear standards. The clubs that made this decision did it because of the quarantine regulations for travel internationally. If FIFA would have just come out prior to the tournament and say there will be no penalties due to the unprecedented levels of restrictions that are against worldwide travel right now, for this international break only, we'll consider other breaks on their own merit. But there will be no that's, penalties that's for this. That's putting a dent in their narrative. 
That's exactly right. And they do not want to dent they their narrative. They can't. It's too if fragile. If they can't get Coca-Cola to pony up those billions of dollars in sponsorship money for the World Cup in 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 Slaveryville 2022, then they're not going to make those they're not going to make those big bucks. So is it just eight players? Is it the eight no. players you named? Is there more? Brian, eight do you players know of are anymore? the Brazilian ones. Okay. I think there's yeah. a total of thirteen. Is Pablo Fornals is he Argentinian? Did, no, he's baby Spanish. He... Fornals and Torres scored today for Spain. Uh, oh, so Fornals is uh, Fornals that, okay. is not, Fornals is not in my in face. The... I didn't realize he was, he was. No, he's Spanish. Oh. No, because yeah. there might be other people out there that thinking he's Argentinian. Like I, I don't, I don't know why. I did think that. Though. No, we know. I mean, quarantine regulations. I mean, if you, I mean, it, it's out there. Uh, it's Buendia and Martin and Emiliano Martinez for Aston Villa. Okay. It is Tiago Silva for Chelsea. I don't know that that was that's not going to mess you up anywhere. Probably not. Not fantasy wise. Uh, Rafinha is is say, a big deal. massive, but that's stupid. It, it, Rafinha's ownership's got to be if there's only a way. But before, I can find that out at least thirty percent. Right? Over the weekend, though, I read an article that Leeds came out as a club saying yes, Rafinha was chosen for his first time you know, to Brazil. Mm-hmm. It's a wonderful honor. We were excited that he chose not to accept it. Like, yeah. Leeds came out and said that. And for whatever reason, Brazil included Rafinha in their appeal. As of now, he's out for the weekend. His ownership yeah. is 16%. I yeah, was way now, over. But I mean, still. Liverpool, I mean, is, I'd say, massive because it's currently Allison and Fabinho, less massive. But Allison's on that. In yeah. that and Roberto Firmino. Yeah. Uh, and a, City equally, equally hit hard, I think. Jesus is Ederson, the really Ederson, big one. Ederson and Jesus. Like, they can. We've seen him function without Ederson back there, but. right? But Zach Steffen, Zach true Steffen already has, has, got, COVID, has COVID, so he yeah, he's almost so, over it though, I believe. Yeah, so he's on the tail end. So I don't think he's going to be eligible. No, this it's going to be Scott Carson potential for sticks. Scott Carson. <laughs> good old Scott Carson. Uh, yeah, um, Fred. Uh, and you know who Scott Carson is playing, right? Mister Vardy. Mister yeah. Vardy in his last five games, I think, against City, or last eight games. If only there was a way. He either has eight goals in five games or five goals in eight games. Either way, it's an excellent record against City. And they're also going to be without, well, they're going to be without Mr. Ederson. Yeah. And they're going to be on their third string quarterback. And I can't imagine Scott Carson's practice much with the first team when teams are pressing them. Scott playing out of the back, right? Sure. Um, Scott Carson showed up when Pep called because he thought he was going to get a champion's medal. That's 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 why he showed up. Great job in practice, son. Yeah. Newcastle's already messed up because they're probably not going to have it. Sounds like uh, Callum Wilson's thigh injury is not great. Shocker. But Miguel Almiron is on is He's on the list. Yep. So yeah, you I mean you mentioned him already. Um, I love how I love that the Everton's not impacted. It should be a ninth club that is impacted, and Richarlison would be an impact. But because yeah. Richarlison was allowed to play in the Olympics when he didn't have to, Brazil had the ability to pick and choose who to include in their appeal, and they chose not to include Richarlison and Everton because Everton let him play in the Olympics. Because, uh, I mean, come on. If that doesn't scream exemption, like Infantino being able to make a phone call. <laughs> It, it it's just insanity. The whole the whole thing's insanity. Here's hey. where I'm at with this. Let's say tomorrow morning, before this pod is actually released, FIFA comes out and they say the appeals stand. Well, then I'm sorry. That is, I mean, that's that's selfishness. 
That is. You don't want to seem weak, Scott. You want to rule with an iron that's fist. Greed, that is greed to the core. You want all the money for you. You are. You are putting your tournament, which I mean, we had an Olympics this past summer. It was a year late. COVID delayed the Olympics. There's not much bigger in sports than the Olympics. But we've got to put qualifiers for a tournament next winter over the pandemic that is still going on. And this is not about the seriousness of COVID and how you feel about that. This is simply about the fact that there are travel restrictions and quarantines that are affecting the ability to people for people to do the jobs they're supposed to be getting paid to do. It's crazy. It's so crazy. No. And the people who pay them don't have a choice in this. No. Now, let's say that FIFA does come out and say, you know what? These appeals, we've received them. We're not granting them. All right? There's going to be an exception in this case for, you know, for these nine clubs in England and wherever else there's impact. That's good, I think. But at the same time, it's too little too late. Again, this, this international break didn't catch you off guard at all. You knew this was coming. And so the fact that you're going to come out with this no more than – 48 hours before these players are going to start playing, that means that you're not actually showing leadership in making these decisions. It means that you've been forced into doing something when you would much, much rather continue to just sit in your lofty skybox and do absolutely nothing to earn the money that you're making. FIFA is the worst boss that you've ever worked for because I think a lot of people probably have had a boss that just describes what I just described. Yeah. You know exactly who I'm talking about. You're comparing it to that person. That is what FIFA is in this right now. It, it's just crazy. And this isn't going away. There's another international break in a month. And another one a month after that. They better figure it out quickly. This is the worst. Now, let's let's get around to this. Scott, let's bring it back a little bit of fantasy relevance as we're going to try to wrap this up in the next 8 to 10 minutes. You had said before you were going to be possibly on a wild card. Right. What have you done? I've done nothing. Okay. Now, I've intentionally and, done nothing. And you can't be happier at this stage, right? Well, between the quarantines and the appeals and the injuries that always occur, see maybe Romelu Lukaku? Yeah, perhaps. I, I've, I've, I've thought about activating the wild card and then waiting to figure out my squad until the last minute. Which, by the way, that's rule number one with figuring out what to do this FPL game week. Wait till the very last minute. Get all the information that you possibly can. Late Friday night, early Saturday morning is when you should finalize your squad with all the information at hand. Not sooner. Some players are still playing their final matches on this international break. We're not going to know anything till Friday at the earliest for all these guys when they finally return to their clubs. So waiting to the last minute is rule number one for me. I haven't activated the wild card yet. I don't. I don't you know what my squad value is. Ah, uh, maybe I'll find out on Friday. I'm okay. not going to do anything until then. If I if if there aren't enough players like like a Lukaku, he's he's one that I would be tempted to bring in on my wild card. Yeah. If he's not available. Yeah. Then I might not need to use my wild card because there might not be enough moves for me to be able to make to guys that I want to bring in to need a wild card. I've got two free transfers. Brian, have you haven't activated a wild card, have you? No, I didn't. But I think, I think, the it's like worst case scenario all around. I mean, we already we talked about it last podcast because you know with Obafemi on the team as one of my three strikers, which is not a non-striker. No, but like you know, Son Hyungman's son picks up a calf injury over the yep, over I the know. break. So that was but 
It's, is, it, is it serious? Right, that's the, that's the question. And so Lukaku seemed a little bit more serious since he said he needed to have a scan. It's a, it's a, he said, you know, it's an issue he's been working through for a while or something like that. So that seemed to be a bit more of like, well, crap. You know, because that was yeah, that yeah. was the that was the the move you know that we talked about last week. So, no, I you know I I I now have so many or you know yellow and red triangles on the team. You know, it almost it would almost be worth it. You know, wow. to, to wild card now, but I hate doing that because mm. now it's because it's so late. It's so late in the game week. So I might just take my chances with what I have and not not dig the hole any deeper and waste a wild card because I'm like, oh no, I might, you know, I might have to, I might have to play Eve Basuma. You know what I mean? I have players that can yeah. fill all of the the holes that are You there. have a, a playable bench. Right. I have, I have a playable team. Right. Well, I mean, Obafemi's playing in another country. Yeah, Obafemi's definitely playing just, just for Swansea. In, a, in, a, in another, not, <laughs> not another country, not in another for me, league. Not another for, league. In the well, if it's a home match, it's another country. But yeah. anyway. Yeah, so no Lukaku, potentially Sun, not 100%. Cristiano right, Ronaldo. So, look, as a Sun owner, I just want to throw this out there to other Sun owners and or someone who might be bringing Sun in. Dinnery says that it's tight calf muscles. Okay, so... Little bit of massaging, you know. Yeah, I, I, call the call up the team masseuse to stay there for about, you know, every day and get some by some the time body any, lotion and, and just keep those things loose. Yeah, sun's a sun's been a quick. quick I've been burned by not playing yeah. sun. Yeah, before. he did it to us last year. Yeah. He did it to it. It happened under Mourinho. Where yeah. he leaves and it's like, oh man, look at the way he pulled up or whatever. There's no way this guy's playing for at least two more weeks and then he's out there the next, next match and he was next off. match. So it's not impossible. And I think you know by the time anyone hears this, you'll probably have some idea whether or not he was training. But no, I mean, look at the number of people like just for you know top transfers in. How many of the you know potential issues you have here? The you know the the dividing question in all of FPL right now is whether or not Ronaldo is going to start for Manchester United coming back. I don't think he's going to start. And what do and you then think? if they play if they're playing a, a parent whipping boy Newcastle, will that even matter? Would you want him for 20 minutes or 30 minutes or 10 minutes if he plays 10 minutes? So I mean that's that that is the the lingering question, but that's like that's irrelevant to the other part of the discussion. It's just there's just so many players that have question marks right now beyond just you know, are their stats legit? Are they going to make good on all of the, you know, uh, the performances that they've had? You know, now you're adding in all of this, like, extra nonsense that is, you know, it's going to make this week really hilarious, I think, when it all... Scott, all your boy started. Virgil tweaked an ankle. He is technically not on the Ben Dinnery injury report, but that doesn't mean it didn't happen. I saw it. <laughs> yeah, I saw it too, and I cringed. Um, you don't like that. No, but it's always the risk you run with these international breaks, which is why you wait to the last possible minute to, to finalize your lineup. What what are you doing, Dave? Man, I'm I'm rolling along. I'm starting sun. I made my one transfer. I'm going to crush this game week. No triangles in your lineup? Uh, Yes, I do have a triangle, one on Mr. Sun. Okay. But uh, but that's it. That's it. I, I'm probably going to go with a 3-4-3. A, uh, with TAA, Shaw, Dina in my back line, wow. Salah, Sun, Pogba, Ben Rama, Antonio, Ings, and then Mr. Tony. 
It's pretty good. It's decent. I should be able to get a decent score out of that. I think at the moment, and I'm telling everyone this so you can change it and not go with what I'm about to tell you that I'm going with. Currently, my captain is on Sawa. Okay. Away to Leeds. I do not like away captains this season. That has not gone well. Pogba's home to Newcastle and or Shaw home to Newcastle. With Almiron out, they already is St. Maximum playing. St. Maximum is fine. It's the Callum Wilson's out. Callum so. Wilson and Almiron out. Yeah. You're uh, taking, you, you're I gonna... might actually be, get crazy. And uh, if Ronaldo does play, he might be on the other end of a Shaw cross. Not the player who played <laughs> for, for Stoke, Stoke and broke Aaron Ramsey's <laughs> leg. But Luke yeah. Shaw cross off his foot into Ronaldo's uh, meaty forehead into the back of the net. I might Did actually forehead? meaty. Well, so this goes back to a couple two weeks ago when I wish and I thought about it. I thought about captaining T- Trent Alexander Arnold, mm-hmm. and I didn't. I this has a Captain Luke Shaw feel this week. Okay, sounds crazy. I know it sounds crazy. I haven't done it yet. My other option was Son. Son currently is my vice away at Palace, but I'm telling you, unless it's wicked crazy obvious, I'm going to try to go with home captains this year. Well, and, you know, injuries... It, technically, up to this point in the season, statistically, that's mattered. Sure. Going and with away captains. With injuries... Or home, home captains. With injuries like Lukaku's and Sons, I don't blame anyone for starting those players, you know, keeping them and starting them in your lineup. Yeah. They're quality players, of course, so if they're healthy they're enough to play, they're going to play. This might not be the week to captain them, though. For sure. Because of their health, so... It requires another choice. And if Cristiano Ronaldo's not going to play, I still have Mason Greenwood. And if he's going to get one more week out there against Newcastle, I like I like playing Mason Greenwood. He's you know, If Luke Shaw's captain material, Mason Greenwood ought to still be captain material. Mason Greenwood's been on fire, Brian. You love him. It's true, and I think that's – I mean, this is the Manchester United question. Is that, you know, his goals – he's on fire, but, I mean, admittedly, his goals are – they weren't great. They were – a bit lucky goals. So the question is now with Ronaldo, I mean, I think that's someone is going to, someone good is going to be a sacrificial lamb here. I wonder if Solskjaer doesn't play Greenwood still through the middle and have Ronaldo as a winger. Could be. I just think you're getting now where everyone's fit. You have everyone back. You have everyone available, and somebody isn't going to be out there sometime. It won't be Ronaldo. And it just does not seem that that, yeah, I think everyone agrees. Not at this that, stage in the season. That that player, that ego, there's no way he's not, he's <laughs> Thank not you, playing. Captain, for you, Scott? <sighs> Maybe Greenwood. I mean, I'm a Liverpool fan. I never shy away from captaining Salah. I haven't, I don't know. There's so many unknowns because I haven't really looked at my lineup all that much because I am waiting till the last minute. I'll decide when, uh, you'll know when everyone else knows because I'll post you it on, on Instagram, Instagram like okay. I usually do, FPL okay. America. All right. Brian, captain for you? C is currently on Lukaku, but that's, I mean, I, that's almost guaranteed to change. Uh, Vice was an, on Antonio to ride the hot hand, but it's probably going to end up being Salah or Antonio. It feels I don't weird. Know how, I don't know how it won't it be. It feels weird to go away from either Ben Rama and or Antonio. Yeah. I If Antonio, and I, I hope, as he's on my team, that he makes a fool of me. If he pulls, it, pulls in four double-digit hauls in a row, yeah, I will be absolutely floored. So, I'm not saying he can't, 
I like his talent. As Matthew Barry says, I like the cut of his jib. Mm -hmm. But Brian, pulling in four double-digit hauls in a row to start the season. If anyone can do it, it's this form Antonio, though. It's fair. And, And look, the obvious, sometimes you can't go with the obvious play. Ben Rama might be the play this week. So we'll see. I, I I don't know. But they're away. I want a, I want a home captain. Well, Dave, that is it. Like we mentioned, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Patreon. In fact, tomorrow, Thursday, I'll be posting Brian's latest article on mm. patreon.com. Hot off America. the presses. Absolutely right. Yep. You don't want to miss that. That is Brian in written format, but it's it's – it's Brian because Brian's always Brian, no matter what the format. So make sure you check that out uh, as we lead up to game week four. And maybe we'll have answers from FIFA at some point here, too. It'd be nice. It'd be nice, but don't expect anything other than stupid, irrational decisions. Greedy. Greedy-based decisions. For the FPL America podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time.